The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Crawl Call, she was bringing the drama on Pop TV's Queens of Drama, and now Christy Ferris is here for an in-depth look at the reality series, a look back at her wacky days on the soap opera Passions, and a look ahead at some of her new projects. Plus, we'll have more details on our Crawl Call for One campaign and how you can share the love with someone who has made a difference in your life. That's coming up today on Crawl Call. Hey everybody, welcome to another installment of Kroll Call. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. We do this every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Talk Radio Network and on KrollCall.com. If you miss a show, you can always catch us in the archives. It's free to listen on demand at KrollCall.com or you can also go to iTunes and download the show in a podcast format that's also free to do and you can take the show with you on your summer vacation, you can take it with you in the car to work, anywhere, you know, we'll be there for you. Today on the show, we have one main guest for you. It's Christy Ferris. You may remember her as Simone on NBC's kooky, supernatural-based soap, Passions. She is also one of the stars of Pop TV's Queens of Drama. The series just ended its first season, and we had a chance to sit down with Christy before the finale to talk to her about all the things that went on this season to get her her takeaway, to see what it was like for her, what she hopes if the show comes back for a second season, all of those good things, but also to talk about some of the other projects that she has been involved in. We'll be listening to that interview in just a couple of moments, and then later in the show we will wrap up telling you more about a special campaign that we have started here on Kroll Call. It's a chance for you to let someone know that they've made a difference in your life. It sounds rather simple. But if you think about it, there are a lot of people who have made a difference in our lives and we've never had an opportunity to say that to them. We've never had an opportunity to express that gratitude. And this new campaign, it's Kroll Call for One. It's sort of an all for one. It's a play on there. We'll talk about it later in the show. This is your chance to let everyone know how special someone is to you. So that's coming up later in the show. But now, as promised, it is the first part of our interview with Christy Ferris. She's going to be talking about Queens of Drama. This interview, as I said, was recorded before this week's finale of Queens of Drama on Pop TV. So let's take a listen now to what Christy had to say about all of the, well, the drama. 
So, Christy, you know, I really wanted to talk to you on the red carpet at the daytime Emmys this year, but it's crazy. There were, you know, 10 million people there. It was 40,000 degrees. Didn't get the chance <laughs> to talk to you. So uh, I'm glad that we're sort of able to do this private one-on-one. I think this is probably going to end up being much better anyway. Yeah, you know, it was a crazy day. It was obviously hot. You know, you have four women that you're trying to get this interview with and you know, some wanted to go in right away. Some of them, some of us, like Lindsay and I, were like, no, we'll stay. It was just crazy. But next time, just call out my name, and I will come over there, and I will say hello. But now that you and I have a relationship, you no longer have to worry about that. And with that, you know, I, I did happen to catch a quick chat with you in the gifting suite beforehand. Is there anything that you got in the gifting suite, anything that uh, uh, you're – happy that you found anything that's become a, a, a must have in your 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 life as a result of that gifting suite I went for the food it was kind of good they had little snacks <laughs> yeah you know what I actually enjoyed there was a, a grand um, these shoes called uh, flogs mm-hmm. or flog and they actually had like this cushion in the shoes and man my feet feel amazing from them. I mean, uh, amazing. I, I'm sitting, like, I remember wearing them the other day after wearing these high heels. I had to put on new heels and I would put these uh, heels on and I was like, oh my God, my feet feel like they're in heaven. You know, so I think that was probably my favorite out of all of them. Well, you mentioned the high heels and that has to go with wearing dresses from Marilyn Monroe. It was the Hollywood Museum. They were doing a, an exhibit of Marilyn Monroe's dresses. I figured they would be trotting them out under bulletproof glass. And <laughs> I find out that that's not the case. You were wearing them. How did that happen? Oh, yes. Let me tell you. First, I was honored to be able to wear a Marilyn Monroe dress, especially the dress that she uh, did the USO tour in Korea where she entertained the troops. And I was honored because I have friends and family, um, very close friends that are in the military right now who have been overseas for usually their six months tours, but they, they, they've been gone for longer than that. And I was honored to be able to wear it. And I'm hoping one day I will be able to do that. But to be in a Marilyn Monroe dress, I mean, I was like, wow. You know, and these dresses are worth millions. They're priceless. And when I say millions, I'm not talking like, you know, one million, two million. I'm talking millions. <laughs> so, you know, believe me, we had security yeah. with us. No one could hug us, you know. Like you can't sit down. You can't take a drink. You can't go pee. You can't do anything. It was like, no. You will not be doing anything in this dress, but walking down this red carpet. Yeah, I didn't even think so. about the whole hugging aspect. I was going to uh, certainly ask if there were, you know, armed guards and Secret Service people and all sorts of other stuff. But yeah, wow, I didn't think about that. That, uh, mm-hmm. whoa. So yeah, because it could, because it could snag women could get makeup on the dress. Uh-uh. I mean, there's so many different things that could happen, and I was like, you're not going. You know, get me in trouble and have myself like, oh, Christy Ferris ruined the Marilyn Monroe original dress. I'm like, that's not going to come out of their mouth. Uh, well, that would be the ultimate queen of drama. I mean, that would definitely be if you're destroying, destroying the dresses. Yeah. Let's rewind it back a little bit. I mean, talking Marilyn Monroe, we're talking iconic actress. 
when did you decide that acting was the thing for you, something that you really wanted to pursue? I've talked to people who have known, you know, straight out of the womb, and I've talked to other people who sort of stumbled across acting as sort of a, a, a hobby or something that they didn't expect. Where on that spectrum do you fall? Um, hold on one second. Um, sorry, I, I teach students. Um, I teach a, a, a business of acting class, and so one of my students was hitting me up and just booked a project. So I was like, oh, that's amazing. Um, I knew what I wanted to do when I was four years old. Really? I knew what I wanted. I was like, I'm going to be a singer, an actress, a gymnast, a and a teacher and a model, and uh, I did everything except for the gymnast, gymnastics thing because I am not a gymnast. I was flexible, but I didn't practice enough, so I wasn't that good. But um, I teach in non-traditional ways. I will stop a homeless person or a kid on the street or some random kids on the bus in New York City or on the subway, and of course, I know they look at me crazy, but I'm always trying to plant seeds. And, you know, I work at women's prisons and... You know, so I believe teaching, well, I guess I was going to say I, I, I teach in a non-traditional way, but I guess now I realize that I'm now teaching students the business of acting, and most of my students are working. They're working actors, and so um, so that was one of the things that I wanted. And then, of course, singing. I do sing. I, I went to school for musical theater mm-hmm. and acting uh, as a double major and, and ended up dropping musical theater because um, in order for me to do the L.A. program, um, I had to drop that major and I knew I wanted to do television more than I wanted to do theater. So I dropped musical theater, just majored in acting at Emerson college, moved to LA, interned on Young and the Restless and then tested for the show. Uh, the day after I graduated Emerson college, I didn't book it, but then I booked seven shows in six months. So I knew what I wanted to do when I was four and I was determined and I did everything that I could to become an actor um, except for the casting couch. <laughs> the <laughs> singing aspect is going to come up later. I have some questions about that in our, our speed round. But for that, mm-hmm. passions. You know, I've... I, I know passions. I watched it. I, I could understand the craziness and everything that was going on. However, for someone who mm-hmm. has never seen an episode of Passions, how would you describe passions to them? Um, That's what passions I say. Was, yeah, passions was, cuckoo, was cuckoo. It's not a traditional. <laughs> it's not a traditional soap opera. That's for sure. Uh, you know, where everything's all dramatic and, you know, serious and crying, except for Teresa, the one of Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Lindsay cried every freaking show. I mean, it was like insane. <laughs> I never could understand how she could get those alligator tears out of her mouth without, like, faking it, you know, or putting drops in her eyes. I'm like, dang, she's good. Um, but it was cuckoo. I mean, we had our drama in it, but... <laughs> We, I, what I loved about the show and the producers, um, Lisa, they allowed us to, well, at least they allowed me to bring in that humor. Mm-hmm. And because I started off as a uh, comedy actress doing sitcoms on like Moesha and Sister Sister and Steve Harvey and, you know, all those type of shows, I was able to bring that into passions. And I was thankful because I didn't have to stifle who I was as an actor, I got a chance to play it all on the show. So 
And I remember when I first saw the show, I thought the show was horrible. I was like, why my best friend used to watch the show? And I'm like, I can't believe you watched it. <laughs> oh, my God. What is this? You know, because I couldn't understand the storyline. It wasn't the actors, but it was the storyline. And I'll never forget, two weeks later, I get a phone call. And you know what, to be honest, I think I was being a little biased, too, because they would not audition me. I was trying to audition for um, Brooke's character, which played my sister, Whitney. And I had six people call on my behalf, agents, managers, publicists, and they would not see me. And I think I was a little, like, standoffish because I was like, I don't like that show. They wouldn't call me in. But two weeks later, after I said that to my best friend, needless to say, I get an audition to, you know, for the show to play Simone. And um, I called my best friend. Oh, my God, I need your VHS. This is when VHS was around. <laughs> wow. I said, I need your VHS tape, your VHS tape. And so I went over to her house and watched the episodes and ended up auditioning and I remember messing up in the audition. I kind of, uh, kind of fought with Jackie, who was the casting director. It was so funny because, you know, she was like, "Oh, you know, what's your age?" And I was like, "Oh," because I knew my girlfriend went in um, a week before another girlfriend of mine, and she's like, "Don't tell her your age," because, and at that time she was older than I was. She was twenty, I think she was twenty-five, and at that time I was twenty-four, and the character was sixteen. And they asked me, you know, my age, and I was like, well, you know, some people think I might be too old or too young, and some people might think I'm too old, so I don't like to tell my age. And so she and I went back and forth, and finally I said something that I was like, oh, she's going to be pissed at me, because I was like, oh, well, why don't you just call my agent? And she was like, start the scene. And I was like, uh-oh, she's pissed. I'm not going to get a call back. <laughs> And then I messed up the audition. I messed up on like the second line. And I was like, oh, sorry, can we start again? And she's looking at me like this trick. Then they say, you know, I messed up again. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not listening to you. Can I start again? And I know she had it been like, what the heck is wrong with this girl? Then I ended up getting through the audition. And then she gave me a call back. And I met with the producer. And needless to say, I go into the audition. And I messed up again. And I'm like, I'm sorry, can I start again? And I, I don't know if she gave me a look or if I'm just making it up in my brain from my memory, <laughs> what I think she did. So I made it through, and in the middle of the scene, I put my hand on a glass table, and the glass table almost fell over and broke. Whoa. And I was like, there is no way this woman is going to call me back. And then they called me back, and I tested for the show, and I ended up booking it. Yeah. So when I tell that story to students, I always say, What's meant to be yours is yours. Nobody can take it away from you, and you can't even mess it up. I think that applies to things other than acting. I think that's like sort yeah. of a life lesson. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with you. Because I, mean, I even messed up in the testing. When I tested, I did the exact same thing, kept messing up in that same spot. But, you know, I still got it. Still got the role. Well, I mean, with scripted stuff... It's tough if you mess up because, you know, it's someone else's words and there's other things going on when it's not necessarily scripted, when you have the ability to, uh, you know, be more of yourself, maybe not so much of an issue. So that's why I want to move into Queens of Drama, because, you know, after, a t we'll just say some time away from sort of a soap circle, you were brought back into it. 
sort of in a roundabout way, did you ever really think that you'd be in that soap circle again afterwards, that you'd be around other soap actresses, or were you at a point where you thought, that's in my past, I'm going to be doing other things now? Well, you know, from the perspective of, like, your agents and the people in the business, they try to keep you away from soap operas. Hmm. I don't know why, they just, yeah, I don't know, it's like people don't respect soap opera actors, which I think is just dumb, but... Um, so for me, I have a lot of respect for soap. Did I think I would be back? No, because soap operas are, they seem to be fading. What I did pray for, for over a year is I prayed, I was like, you know, I really want a reality show Hmm. centered around soap actors. Now, I don't know what that is. And I kept praying about it for a year. And I remember telling my best friend, I was like, you know, Natasha, this is what I want. And so... When this whole, this opportunity came about, she was like, oh my God, you literally spoke this into existence, which I tend to do in my life. I speak into existence what I want. Even some of the bad stuff, <laughs> I spoke into existence. So I'm always careful about what I, what I, you know, put out there, what energy I put out. But I, I ended up doing this um, because I wanted to, when Vanessa and, you know, wanted to put a show together and. You know, all of us got together and was like, hey, you know, because I had never met any of them. So when we were at that party, you know, it was like, oh, you know, yeah, let's create our own show. And, you know, I want to create characters that I want to play. You know, we as people, we're very complex. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, as actors, we should be able to relate to any character that we play, even somebody who's a murderer, you know, like, or an abuser, or we should be able to... Um, relate to all of these different characters without judging. So sometimes when you are um, not the lead, you don't get the opportunity to play those complex characters. Hmm. So I want to be able to create my own show, create my own characters so that I have that type of opportunity to create three-dimensional characters. And I was blessed because I got the opportunity to do that in my newest film, which is Steps of Faith, um, where it's a young lady whose name is Faith, who gets a, you know, feels like God is telling her to um, move to another city to work with these kids and children, and her family members laugh at her. And then she has to fight through her fears to see that through. You know, to really go after what she feels like, you know, her gut and God is telling her to do. And I think we've all, no matter where we are in life, what religion we are, we've all experienced that fear, especially when we tell other people that are closest to us and they doubt us and they, you know, try to encourage us not to do it. So those type of characters are the characters that I want to play. So when this opportunity came up, especially after praying about it for a year, of course, I was on board. And then, you know, Lindsay, you know, being a part of it and, you know, and then working with Donna Mills and, you know, Vanessa bringing Donna Mills in. I mean, it was like, this is, you know, heaven. Now, I'm a little disappointed that Donna has completely taken over, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because that's the only issue that I have. Listen. I know everybody thinks it is dumb that I'm upset about Donna, you know, doing all those things. Like, I've seen some of the tweets, and they're like, why would Christy be upset? Why is everybody upset that Donna's taking over? She's getting it done. And I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm like, but you don't get it. If I just wanted someone to do it for me, I could just go to a Mm -hmm. regular audition and just let them, you know, and just play, you know, be the actor. 
But I want to be more. I want to learn. I want to challenge myself. I want to see if I really can do it. Can I produce? Can I direct? Can I be the casting director? You know, can I get it done? Can I get it accomplished? And what I don't want to have happen is Donna doing everything. We get it up running. Everybody else takes over. We all split apart because eventually at some point in time, I'm sure we're all going to go off and do our own thing. And then I'm stuck in the same place of just being an actor again mm. because I never learned from the experience. Well, let me turn. Yeah. Let Mm -hmm. me turn something around slightly, not to really use your words against you, but plain devil's advocate Mm -hmm. here. Of course. With Donna taking over, you know, is there a part of that whole belief of things happen the way they're supposed to happen, get the role, whatever? Is there maybe some aspect that says, "Hey, maybe Donna was supposed to take over for a period of time because that's going to end up getting you to the proper place that you're supposed to be." Um. Maybe. I think there's, I, I, I get what you're saying, and there is some truth to it, because obviously everything works out the way that it's supposed to. But I think also my challenge, and I'm learning, and learning from um, from Donna that I have to give respect, and, you know, Vanessa and Hunter, I mean, just uh, Crystal and all of them, they um, they speak their mind, and they they have respect in this business, and people do what they say. And they're not afraid to speak up. You know, Vanessa's going to dance to her own rhythm. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do if it's not going to make me happy and it makes you happy. Mm. It needs to make both of us happy. And for me, speaking up, you know, and saying, no, Donna, we want, I need you to delegate because I want to be a part of this process. That wasn't an easy I wasn't easy to go to her house and speak up for myself, you know, and not to say I don't, you know, because everybody's like, well, you don't seem like you have a problem with speaking up. And <laughs> it's not, it's, you know, you want to try the happy medium. You don't want to piss anybody off, but you also got to be happy at the same time, you know? Um, and how do you do that? You know? So um, I get what you're saying, but you, but people have to remember that the whole point of us coming together is for us as a group to produce, not one person, not just Donna. And I would have loved to have been in the process um, to be able to, to uh, you know, put everything together. Because um, like I said, otherwise I could just go and just do my own thing and just, you know, be, be an actor, which is what I do pretty well. Very so, well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, but... Like I said, I have a lot of respect for for them because they're um, they're amazing women, and I've learned so much over over this time period working with them. You know, I you know Donna's freaking amazing. If you are just tuning in, I am having a chat with Christy Ferris, one of the stars of Pop TV's Queens of Drama. You also may remember her from Passions. We're going to continue this interview, but we have to take a quick break. Stay tuned because Curl Call will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Everyday SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. 
If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Kroll Call. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Kroll Call. I'm still your host. I'm still Dan Kroll. It's still Kroll Call, even after the commercial break. Earlier this week, season one of Queens of Drama on Pop TV aired its season finale. Will there be a second season? Don't know yet. However, I had a chance to sit down before the finale with one of the stars, Christy Ferris. She, in the last segment, talked about all the things that went into making season one of Queens of Drama. And in this next part of the interview, she'll talk about her time in daytime. She'll talk about some of the projects that she is working on outside of Queens of Drama and a chance for you to connect with her So let's take a listen now to part two of my chat with Christy Ferris. Now, having spoken this whole project into existence, and that's probably a discussion for another time because I'm with you. I I feel that I do that too, both good and bad. And sometimes I I feel as though maybe I need to to rein that in. Got to be really careful of of what I say because, damn it, if it doesn't happen. Uh, I'm wondering if... You know, and, and of course, there are still some unaired episodes as of the time that we're speaking. Did you get so far? Um, have you gotten what you wanted out of the experience? I mean, you spoke it into existence. Do you think that maybe you needed to speak it in a little more detail or, you know, <laughs> or have you gotten what you wanted out of, of speaking it into existence? Um, uh, there there's some things that, that happen okay. that. Um, that I was able to get across and accomplish. So in certain ways, yes. Um, Is there more? Absolutely. That I would love to do. Um, And I uh, realized that you're, and I'm glad you're even saying this now, I need, I should have been, could have been a little bit more specific, but I thought all of us were on the same page with it. And I think we were when it was just me, Vanessa, Lindsay, and <laughs> Crystal. I think we were all on the same page. But when Donna and Hunter came into play, which, you know, you have to remember, Donna and Hunter weren't even originally the mm-hmm. main group at the beginning. So when you have new people who have a different agenda, you know, then, well, you know, the energy yeah. shifts. And, and things shift. So I probably could have been a little bit more um, specific, I guess. Um, but, you know, again, these women are so incredible. They're so amazing. And even watching Donna, like last night at the event, watching Donna, I mean, it was like, I, despite our differences, you know what I mean, and the, the little drama, I freaking love Donna. Like, I have to give her so much mad respect because 
I literally sit back and just watch. So when this whole thing is over and done with, I guarantee I'll be doing some Donna moves. Like <laughs> I will be saying some Donna things. I will be doing some Donna things. Excuse me. You know, like, you know, cause they all respect her. They all, and she walks like you're supposed to respect me because I've been in this game for a long time mm-hmm. and this is how you're going to treat me. And I freaking love it because I'm usually like so carefree. Oh, Hey, you know, I'm the cool girl, whatever. And I was like, that doesn't get you anywhere. You got to have a happy medium balance. And what I love about Donna is that she, you know, as opposed to like Vanessa, you know, Donna is, has well known because both of them, they both have that happy medium. They, you know, they're fun, they're giddy, they're, they're fun, but they're also no nonsense and, and they're not going to do anything that they don't want to do. And I love that. And sometimes I'll just be a team player and just be like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, and now I'm like, no, you got to know what you want. And then speak your mind on what you want. Well, we and are that's about, what I love about them. We're mm-hmm. about to get into the speed round, but I do want to remind everybody, Queens of Drama, Wednesdays on Pop. You can also catch up on all of the episodes before. But speed round, you're big on the Periscope. You're Periscoping everything. I swear if you went to a 7-Eleven <laughs> to get a Slurpee, you would Periscope that too. <laughs> How did you, I mean, any reservations about this? I mean, I guess if you're doing a reality series, you're, you're probably not too concerned about it. But, I mean, you're periscoping. You're big on the periscope. What made you decide to do all of this? Uh, you know, I heard about it, found out about it, and it was like, oh, let's see. What is this about? And I, I like, I've always been this way. I like people, I like to, you know, show people the regular Christy Fair. Yeah. Without the makeup, without the hoopla, because I think it will encourage people to be more of them. Sometimes they put us on a pedestal, you know, and I want people to know that I'm just like you. I just happen to be on TV. So go after your dreams, your goals. So me periscoping, letting people know what's really going on in the behind the scenes, you know, hey. And also, too, Hollywood is so make-believe. Mm-hmm. You know, I want everybody to see the behind the, the behind the scenes thing. Hey, I'm a little nervous. I'm ready to go out on the stage. Okay, I'll see you later. Here we go. <laughs> you know, and then they never... They never see you sweat because then they, they'll watch yeah. it and they'll go, oh, my God, wow. Like, she's just as nervous as I am. You know, Dustin Hoffman has this thing called masterclass.com. And, you know, he talks about being nervous before he's about to direct these two students. He's like, I'm just as nervous as you. Hmm. And, you know, I look at Dustin and I'm going, Dustin Hoffman? Are you kidding me? He's nervous? Okay. So me being nervous tomorrow when I'm going in for that audition? Okay. Yeah. I can make it through this. I can fight through my own fear. So I don't mind, you know, periscoping. So just keep giving me the hearts. The more hearts you give me, the more I'll continue to keep doing it. But if you guys don't like it, I'm going to stop. Well, you've gotten me periscoping now. I'm doing the same thing. And it's true. I like it. It is sort of a, a peek behind the curtain. Talked about Marilyn Monroe earlier. Who do you think, when and someone says, you know, ultimate glamorous Hollywood actress, who do you think mm-hmm. of? Do you think, I mean, does Mar- other than Marilyn Monroe, we'll take her out of there, but if someone were to ask you, you know, who do you think is the ultimate Hollywood glamour icon, who would you say? You mean more recent? Anybody. Could be or- old, could be present, just in general. If, if someone from a, another planet or from Passions came to this conversation and said, hey, you know, what is, the, what is an ultimate Hollywood icon, who would you pick? Oh man, it, I guess it just depends on, it, I, it depends. It, uh, so 
Um, the Meryl Streep would be mm-hmm. the person that I would pick because of her abilities as an actor. She never plays the same character in any of her films. Um, and then you have people like Denzel Washington, who's just freaking phenomenal, you know, on, on set and on stage. And then you have people who are different, but the Halle Berry's and the, and the Sandra Bullock, who I, you know, if anybody ever asked me whose career would you want to, you know, uh, you know, emulate, I would be the Sandra Bullock meets Halle Berry hmm. because Sandra Bullock is the, she's the producer, she's the director, she's the actor, she's funny, she can laugh at herself, and she has that romantic comedy, you know, aspect, and that's who I want to be on television and on screen, you know, and then, of course, you got Halle Berry, who is just, you know, just a beauty. I mean, to, to be, you know, one of the most beautiful people in the world, I mean, I would love to, to have that title, you know, at 40. You know, she's just, that part of it is just amazing. And to be the first black woman to win, you know, Best Actress. So mm-hmm. it just depends on which angle that you are, 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 you know, you're looking. I mean, right now, I am a Taraji P. Henson fan right now. <laughs> How you know? can you I not mean, be? Yeah, I mean, you know, so to me, right now, she's who I inspire to be um, because of her taking something and doing something so different that this um, society did not believe could happen. Because they don't, no, I, I can't say don't, but um, sometimes they don't give African-American uh, women the opportunity to play these lead roles mm-hmm. or give them those uh, spotlights on TV or on film um, because they feel like that no one is going to watch. And here you have this woman who everybody's talking about and ended up, um, you know, they had over, you know, 13 13 million uh, viewers. So I know this is a speed round, but you know, so, but I can't help it. I'm no, I, I, I was with you. Right I, was, I was going to yeah. say the same thing. It's a speed round, but I mean, the thing that I want to respond to you is sort of really folks. I mean, it, it's 2015. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't know. I mean, I, I, when I watch shows, I want to watch things that sort of, sort of reflect my, world. I, mean, I guess yes. it's different when you live in a large city. Maybe everything reflects your world, so you have a more uh, diverse palette to choose from. I don't know, but I mean, I, I can't imagine in, in 2015 that that would even be an argument that, to sit and say, oh, well, you know, we don't want to put so-and-so on, on television because we don't think people are going to watch. We don't think that they're going to Yeah, relate. I mean, I mean, it's the same thing with Ellen. I mean, I don't even know if people even know this story, but Ellen's show, when she came out and said that she was gay on her TV show, her sitcom, they cut her show off. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, back in 90, was it 90, 99, 98, 99? I mean, they cut her show off. So and her career was pretty like, much no. toast. I mean, people Over. didn't want to uh, yeah. associate with her. It's sort of, like, again, exactly. though, it's like, really? Uh, I don't know. And then here she comes back, and look, she's got one of the number one talk shows on TV right now. So what is that saying? Same thing with, you know, with uh, Empire, the same thing. You know, so, you know, so right now, um, you know, Taraji and and, um, Ellen, you know, those women are like my, the people that I inspire to be. I want to be able to touch the world like, 
like a cookie, you know, or myself as being, um, you know, the Ellen DeGeneres being able to touch lives like that. Like if I could have a talk show like that, my I would be done. Like I would die. I could die and go to heaven. <laughs> Tell if me I about could it. have that you know, to have a talk show where I'm giving away things to people and changing people's lives and being able to, you know, hey, here's a new car because your kid is in a wheelchair yes. and you can't get around and yes. here's a new house. If I could do that show, that type of show, I would die and go to heaven. I could be done. I could retire and be done and said I have lived my dream. Even I, more so than being yeah. the actor. I feel you know? that way too. I feel that it, it isn't, I've always said, it isn't about me. It's always for me. It's always about what I can do. We're going to continue mm-hmm. the speed round here. You mentioned, this is one that just popped into my head. We have three questions left. We're talking about cookie, of course, on Empire. Completely off of that. What's your favorite kind of cookie? <laughs> or do you um, not, maybe you're not a, a snacker. I mean, I, I would judge you for that, but maybe you're not a snacker. Do you have a favorite kind of cookie? I am a Mrs. Phil's chocolate, semi-chocolate chip cookie eater. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go there, like, when I'm, like, in my little mood, I'm like, I'm going to Mrs. Phil's, and I will drive across town to get a yes. Mrs. Phil's uh, chocolate chip cookie. So, but I just found this new one that, and I, I wish I remember the name. I went to some event, and I was like, oh, my God, these cookies are amazing. But I can't remember the name. Of the oh, place. We'll I let you find that. Plug. We'll follow it up with, with a tweet. Earlier, you mentioned... Yeah. Having to VHS something, the kids are still trying to Google it and find out exactly what VHS means, so we'll <laughs> confuse them even more. What is the first album slash record slash cassette slash CD that you purchased? Uh, my very first uh, album, let's see, that I... That you can at least it, remember. It was three. No, I, I do remember. Okay. I remember there were, there were three. There were actually three that I got all at the same time. Um, well, no, not at the same time. The first one was um, a Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. and I sing that like an everyday Michael Jackson thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the one that I actually purchased with my own money when I was old enough to, to go to the record store on my own, um, I got a, um, no, actually Denise Williams I got with my grandmother. And then the one that I actually bought on my own was uh, Shawnee, Shawnee Wilson. The, fir- uh, so, yes, you know, the first one that I was able to purchase with my own money, she had just came off of Star Search. And, and I, think, I think that was around the time that Tracy, uh, Tracy Ross, including my mom, was on there. And I remember watching Star Search thinking I was going to be on it. And I remember seeing Shawnee's and I thought I was going to be a singer as well. And I remember going to buy the album because I was like, I want to be on that show too. I'm going to be on Star Search. And I never got on it, but... No, I'm just I'm just thinking of I mean we're talking uh, you know I love your smile saving forever for you uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean yeah, well yeah I am if you could drop me in any era I would say from <laughs> eighty six to ninety five I loved early nineties R and B I mean anyway um, and, and oh course, my gosh wait. And wait, Breakin? When the first when Breakin first came out? Oh my gosh, you couldn't tell me Shaka Khan? What? You couldn't tell me anything. I had Ain't Nobody Love Me Better. Oh my gosh, what? Though so, and you know what here's the thing. Those are still the hits. Those are still the ones that if they come on <laughs> random, you know, I have 
8,000 songs on my, my iPod, and if that comes on in the car, that's the one that I'm at the red light singing, having people look at me like I'm a crazy person. Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, let me tell you, and don't get me wrong to all my white fans out there. I listen to Duran Duran and all of them, too. You know, I did all of that, but um, but when MTV played Michael Jackson... Mm-hmm. He, who was the very first black person to be on MTV on any yeah. because he was going to sue them. And all of the black songs came on. I was, I was like, oh, my God, I've never heard this before. You know, it was like, <laughs> I was like, this is amazing, all these black people. Oh, my and, gosh. But, you, you know, going to uh, what you'd mentioned about Empire and, and, and Taraji, this is something else that the kids may not realize. Is at, at one point in time, if you wanted to see what they were then calling urban music, you had to stay up after midnight because MTV yes. showed like Yo MTV Raps after midnight or three o'clock exactly. on Saturday. So I mean, that's another thing that uh, shows the progress. Uh, and I know there are people who are probably like, "What do you mean? What really? Huh? You couldn't just go on mm-hmm. the internet? Well, no, mm-hmm. there was no internet back then." So the last question that I have for you, and I think that you said uh, Natasha. So with respect to Natasha, is there anything that you would like to take the opportunity to now? to speak into existence? Ooh. Man. Doesn't have uh, to be for you, because, you know, sometimes people think that uh, when you do things like that, that it has to be a, a self-serving thing. And, of course, you know, right. I, I think we, we talked about in terms of, like, the talk show with Ellen, sometimes it's about doing for others. Could be more general. Just anything that you would like, that you would like to happen. I would like two things. Uh, one, uh, love, Mm. I'm, I, I, my main focus, I think right now is finding balance between love and career. So love and children, you know, I'm ready to move into that aspect of my life. And I would like to be on a television show. I have a, I have a, for instance, I have a pilot that, um, that I wrote called Christy with two E's, and I would love to see that get off the ground. I would love so to those see are the two. I would love yeah. to see that as well. And I will do whatever I can through all of my social media presences to make that happen. One of the other things Thank that you. we didn't talk into existence is the, mm-hmm. end of the, is the end of the interview. Sadly, it is here, even though we didn't talk about <laughs> it. Christy, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me. And you are thank welcome you. back anytime. What I'd love for you to do is we do, on occasion, we do music countdown shows where we pick a theme and then we pick some of our favorite music. Since it seems like you would have amazing musical preferences, I would love to have you back. <laughs> and we can do a, do a little Casey Kasem between the two of us and, and share some Ow! of this good music with the kids. Okay, yeah, keep me posted. Please tell uh, Katrina that I, I said thank you for reaching out to me on Twitter for the interview. And, I will definitely um, do that. Yeah, and I look forward to uh, coming back on the show and we could do that. Casey Kasem, we haven't heard about him in a long time. Dick Clark. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, again, both, and it's funny, you know, Casey Kasem, Dick Clark, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, none of the four of them are with us anymore. I, you know, I feel I like know. I felt like they would be with us forever, so... Uh, I know. We I will know. do our best to, to keep it going on. I mean, you have to continue. If you find something that you cherish, if you find something that's made a difference, I think that it's sort of an obligation for you to sort of keep it going, to pass it on, to share it. It's like knowledge. It's like a family recipe. Um, 
good music, I think it falls into that too. You have to make sure that it doesn't get lost along the way. I don't want kids growing up going, what was a Motown? No, that would be terrible. Yes, exactly. Right, exactly. So uh, that's Uh, it. Thank you so much. Okay, well, thank you so much for the interview. And I will talk to you soon because my phone is blowing up. Uh I got my agent and my publicist and my students all calling me all at the same time. Well, maybe we've talked something into existence. So you go, you handle that, and I will talk to you soon. Yes, and if there's any student out there who's interested in studying with me, please just reach out to my social media. I only take a certain amount of students unless I'm teaching um, at a college or, you know, group of students. But if you're interested and you really want to do it and you're really serious about it, I only take serious students. Please reach out to me and we'll uh, discuss it from there because I want to see everybody be successful. There is room for everyone in this business. There you have it. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, Christy. Bye. Bye. If you are interested in connecting with Christy Ferris, well, she's made it really hard to find her. You can go to Twitter, at Christy Ferris. She's on Instagram, Christy Ferris. And her website is ChristyFerris.com. You can spell that any way you'd like, but the correct way is C-H-R-Y-S-T-E-E-P-H-A-R-R-I-S. Christy Ferris. We are going to be back with more of this week's episode of Crow Call. We're going to be talking about the Crow Call campaign that allows you to let people know that they've made a difference in your life. That's coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other Soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who's slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Crow Call. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Crow Call. I'm your host, Dan Crow. I am the Crow in all of the things that are Crow branded here on the show. When... This show transitioned over from Soap Central Live, which it was for five years. The idea was for me to be able to talk about other things that I'm very passionate about, to find things that all of us enjoy, to uh, you know, get expert information, to get people who are really good at what they do to come here and share their knowledge, their passion, their love with us. One of the other things that I wanted to make sure that this show really held to was a message of positivity. It's very easy on the internet, or I guess anywhere in in general, to go to a negative place, to talk about all the things that you don't like, to talk about the things that you want to change. One of the things that 
I like to focus on is that it takes just as much time to talk about the things that you like as it does to talk about the things that you don't like. Sometimes, for whatever reason, though, it's harder to talk about the things that we love. And one of our past guests on the show, who will be back later this year, is Cynthia James. She is our motivational speaker here on the show. She is our lifestyle coach. And, you know, in talking to her and looking at things that are going on on the internet, I really wanted to use Crawl Call as a way to spread that message, to let people know that they matter, to let people know that they've made a difference. You know, I, I hate to say it, but a lot of times people don't really have nice things to say about people until, heaven forbid, they're no longer with us. There is that amazing outpouring of, oh, so-and-so was such a great actor, so-and-so was such a, a, a great singer, they were a great person. And hours before, when no one knew that that person was gone, it was, oh, they suck as an actor. They can't sing. Uh, they're fat. They're ugly. It's, I don't want people to have to wait until they're gone to know that they've made a difference. So, all of that to get to a new campaign that we're starting here on Crawl Call. It went live on June 1st. It's called Crawl Call for One. That's a campaign that we're starting where you can nominate someone who has made a difference in your life. You can also nominate someone who is going through a rough patch, and you want them to know that someone out there cares about them. All you need to do is, the easiest way is to go to CrollCall.com, look for our Crow Call for One campaign, and you can submit information on a form. We'll get it. We'll review your campaign, your, your nomination, and... We'll reach out to you for more information so that we can try to let this person know how much they mean to you. You can also go to social media and hashtag Crawl Call on Instagram, on Twitter. You can go to our Facebook page, our Crawl Call Facebook page, and also post there. Just, again, be sure to hashtag Crawl Call. And the long and short of it is that how we reach out to each nominee will be different. We're going to try to find out what means a lot to that person, whether it's they have a favorite actor, a favorite singer, they have a, a favorite food, they, have, uh, they love going to the spa. We're going to customize the thank you package for each person. So what you need to do is go to our website and to start making nominations so that we can reach out and make a difference. What we'll be doing is calling people live on the air, surprising them, playing them perhaps a message that you've recorded for them, letting them know how much you care. Perhaps we'll patch you in live as well so that you can talk to that person and let them know how much of a difference they've made. And then we're going to thank them for making a difference with something. Again, it will be different for every person. So it's kind of exciting. It's kind of a surprise. We don't know if the people will pick up when we call them. So that's the, the joy of live radio. Anything is possible. Anything can happen. And I actually enjoy that, to be honest. I think that's, that's part of the rush. So that's what we're doing to help make a difference. But we need your help. We need you to go to CrollCall.com and we need you to nominate. We need you to go on social media, make your nominations, hashtag CrollCall, so that we can contact you, get more information, and then do our part to help you 
Share the love. That's what's coming up from now until the end of the year. You never know when we'll be making this phone call. So it could be you. If you're listening, you may be called and someone may be telling you how much they make a difference. I'll let you know that everyone who listens to the show is making a difference in my life. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you getting involved. In the weeks ahead, we have more people who are coming on to make a difference. Next week, we have Ray Acevedo. He's back to talk about his new music, to talk about his new music video. Looking forward to that. There's also a word on the street that he'll be playing one of our Crow Call games, and he may have a Crow Call for one. He may have a nomination of someone who's made a difference in his life. Stay tuned. That's next week. We also have Kelly Kruger. You may remember her from The Young and the Restless. She now has a style blog. She is testing makeup, she's doing face creams, she's got clothing, she's got a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to talk to her. She'll have some information about wedding planning, and she'll have summer style tips that you'll look good at the beach or you'll look good on a night out with your friends. That'll be a lot of fun. And coming up on July 3rd for the 4th of July weekend, we've got another one of our great music-only shows It's an Independence Day theme, so what better topic than to look at musicians who started off in groups and then broke out on their own to become, yes, independent. So start thinking of artists who fall into that group. You can make your nominations. Tweet us at Curl Call Show. Let us know who you'd like to hear in that special playlist. We've got some really good candidates so far. I don't want to really tip my hand. Of course, a lot of people will probably pick Beyonce. Uh, Know that she has been nominated. You don't need to nominate her again. But feel free if you want to. You can even hashtag at Beyonce. Maybe she'll stop by the show and she'll chat with us. We'll talk about being vegan or something. I don't know. We'll come up with a topic for plenty of things to talk about. But that's what's coming up on July 3rd. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, we want your involvement on that. But for now, we are out of time for this week. But remember, the next time the phone rings, pick it up because it could be the crow call. And we may have a surprise for you. So definitely pick up the phone. But for now... I am off to do whatever it is I do after Curl Call. It's probably eating. We'll see you back here next time on Curl Call. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 